Welcome back to the 102nd episode of HNTLDR. <laughs> so we might have recorded episode 100, our big special 100 episode, as episode 101. And by it's maybe, possible. I mean, definitely. It's, it seems pretty definitely. You know, we don't know. I didn't go back. Maybe we just skipped a number. You know, you know I actually think days. that's possible. Yeah. There's a, there's a real possibility that that's true. But wow. Two episode 84s. Two 84s. I did not see that coming. And I well, edited both of those. So this is this is definitely on me. That is just even fully. funnier. I actually, I was, I, I just figured it was because you edited one and I edited the other. Nope. Wow. I, I definitely, I mean, because you would normally do the kind of like three terms linked together kind of thing, which I also do a lot of the times. But then some of these, like, I, I remember coming up with these, these dumb titles, Cracks wow. in the Tower of babble and then elon crashes crypto i was proud of both of those <laughs> those are those are both good titles i wish they had incrementally different numbers but the titles are great <laughs> that's what i was focusing on all right you can only have one you can't just expect everything from me so now I the question is do we do do we still call this number 101 in the episode name or do we you know just jump 101 and go straight to 102 i think or this go back and change all the names okay so we're just steering into the skid. Just yeah, don't bother fixing the mistake. Excellent. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, we did Very get well. a, we did get a bunch of letters telling us, informing us about the two episode eighty four. So we appreciate all that feedback. <laughs> it's crazy. We just forgot to read them all in the month long period. Yeah. Well, I haven't I haven't checked the physical mail in a while, and I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners write in via Pony Express. <laughs> yeah, it does happen. Yeah. But we did get uh, a real virtual letter from listener Boo Boo Cakes, who uh, decided to tell us, or who told us that they did actually find us by just searching Hacker News in their podcast player. So shout out to Boo Boo Cakes. Oh wow, that's great. There's at least one who did uh, who did find us that way. So I retract everything I said in episode 100. So on to some real stories. Uh, we we did not last week because of episode 100. We did not talk about the big news, which is the death of John McAfee, which is absolutely crazy. What a crazy life this guy led. I honestly, there were so many ways to go with this story. It's uh, only two things in life are inevitable. Death or taxes, apparently. Because <laughs> he, he found the out. Yes, After a he... life, a life of... Uh, trying to avoid paying taxes he found one weird one weird trick <laughs> yeah that uh yeah good for good for him <laughs> well i don't know if that's the message <laughs> oh okay um but yeah i yeah i mean you know certainly i we would never speak ill of the dead but this guy's a psychopath <laughs> I mean, this guy is a hero. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, what was your first introduction to, to John McAfee? I think you must have told me about him just years and years ago. Because okay. I just was not aware of all of this, like, insanity surrounding him until gotcha. at least I was in college. Then it was probably the John McAfee Wired article that I sent you. Because I think it's just one of my all-time favorite articles. It's maybe, like, it's got to be top ten. It tells the, it's the first breakout story of him. This was written in 2012. 
uh, where oh, the man. cover photo is him with a gun to his head. Uh, wow. Well, John McAfee fled to Belize, but he couldn't escape himself. Oh, man. Uh, and it's just a deep dive into him going to Belize, him allegedly killing his neighbor, but, you know, definitely killing his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> totally not killing his neighbor. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, this this article, it's worth, now, now that uh, John McAfee has killed himself, I actually have not reread this, but... Uh, this is just one of my favorite articles, and I, I, I it's on my to-do list to reread this. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I think this story on BBC uh, did a pretty... It was, it was a decent surface-level summary of all of the insane things he's purported, pur- purported to do. You know, he was accused of failing to file, file tax returns for the last four years despite early, earning millions from consulting work, speaking engagements, and selling the rights to his life story. So we have that to look forward to. You know, hopefully we get that Aaron Sorkin, you know, written biopic of the McAfee story. That'll be that'll be something. Yeah. Oh, you know, little sidebar that I just realized. At some point, the rights to that uh, Wired article about the Silk Road guy, Ross Ulbricht, uh, that was in production with like uh, Aaron Sorkin actually writing it, but I guess Aaron Sorkin eventually like sold the rights to someone else. That movie came out like in late 2020, and I really? I just never heard a thing about it. Wow! Yeah, like it's got for Jason you to have not heard it. about it. That must have been I know really poorly, really poorly, <laughs> and it's got like named actors in it. It's got Jason Clark and uh, Nick something something or other, who's like you know kind of like a big teen. Or like, you know, like young star. And uh, yeah, it just like totally flew under the radar. I'm subscribed to to every trailer channel on YouTube that I'm aware of. And this thing just got zero publicity. They dumped it so hard. Wow. That's too bad. It is too bad. So we'll see if the same thing happens with the McAfee story. Yeah, hopefully not. Because many movies, or maybe no movies, could be made about this guy. Maybe he's (laughs) larger than the screen. Maybe. They just well, make this movie and all the reviews are like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. This, this, you know, this stretches the, uh, the limits of, you know, uh, artistic license even. This is just crazier than Fast and Furious 9. You know, the shit they come up with these days. We need some grounded dramas, but <laughs> unbelievably, this is all real. Yeah, it is, it is really hard to believe. But if you don't have time for the full feature length Wired article... My first introduction to John McAfee was actually his YouTube video, How to Install McAfee Antivirus Software, which is just insane (laughs) and involves him shooting a gun at a computer (laughs) and uh, lots of what what appears to be cocaine or trying to make it look like cocaine. Um, Wow. Yeah. I... I was dumb enough to start looking this up in YouTube uh, to try to find this. And I'm realizing now that this is, uh, you know, not the kind of thing that YouTube likes to uh, surface to people anymore in search results. I think this probably got flagged and demonetized immediately if anyone did even try to upload it. Yeah, it is actually, it's uploaded. That's a, this is interesting. It's uploaded by John McAfee. It has 11 million views, but if you search for it on YouTube, it doesn't show up. Yeah. Um. But if you search for it on Google, the YouTube link shows up. Interesting. 
So that's pretty strange. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I found it now. I finally yeah. find his channel. Only 107k subscribers. Come on, John. You gotta, gotta reinvigorate that presence on the internet, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, John but, McAfee. What a life. A truly appropriate and predictable ending. <laughs> Pretty insane. insane story. Yeah. There's some other great stuff on Hacker News. The there was a couple of these kind of like uh, you know s- single function sites uh, that are just trying to. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll just say the two that I'm thinking of. Uh, there was one site that is currently on the front page called JavaScript is Weird. And it's pretty cool. It's jsisweird.com. And it's this like 25 question quiz of just like some of the biggest insanities uh, in, of like how TypeScript operators and the type system work. Uh, you know, it starts off simple with like true plus false and gives you a bunch of options. As, even though that's not particularly simple, it's, it's one. But that kind of makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I went through this whole thing. I got, I got 11 out of 25 and that's after having already watched like, uh, this kind of famous talk called what W A T that someone gave at strange loop. That's just about like really dives into the utter insanity. That is like, you know, all these weird edge cases of JavaScript. And after I went, you know, you can go through at the end, uh, to look through all the answers and see explanations of them. And I think it kind of I think it kind of makes sense when you understand the logic behind JavaScript. Now the axioms are silly and bizarre, but the kind of like core design flaw, uh people were talking about this in the comments and I agree. The core design flaw is this insistence in JavaScript that all these operators, just like plus, minus, exclamation point, whatever, never fail no matter what values you try to put into them. Uh, or like on either, on either side of them. Okay. And so there's all this like weird context dependent uh, like casting that happens under the hood where when you do like true plus false, it's like, okay, well, let's just treat these Booleans as numbers and then, you know, add them together. So true becomes one, false becomes zero. You add them and you get one. Makes sense. It's weird because even for like for arrays of stuff, uh, if you take an array of numbers and then try to add a string to it, it decides that you're, you know, it tries to convert the array into a string. And so it basically, like, the way it does that is it just, like, stringifies all the elements in the array and then puts commas between them. And so you end up with this insanity. When you try to add two arrays together, it still tries to do that same thing. And you end up with these, like, weird strings that are just, like, you know, the two values mushed together, but there's no comma between the last element of the first array and the first element of the second array. So y- you end up going to this this true insanity uh, it, when you kind of find these like extreme edge cases. Anyway, it's fun to do. JSisWeird.com. Uh, I think if you didn't know JavaScript and, and hadn't like spent time, l- you know, watching like the what talk and like reading some articles like this, which crop up, prop, crop up on Hacker News pretty often... Uh, you would very possibly get three out of 25 correct because it's absolute <laughs> just chaos. Yeah, I'm trying a few of them right now, and it's uh, they're pretty mm. hard. I mean, as somebody who barely like doesn't use JavaScript and barely knows it, um, yeah, I would have none of these make any sense in most languages. <laughs> yep, exactly, and they should basically all just throw, or we should just have I don't know 
uh, t- like built-in functions instead of some of these operators. Though I guess that would get a little uh, a little crazy. I think I need to skip right to the answer on one of these. What is what is the uh, an array of comma 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 dot length? So the commas you can put like empty elements inside of JavaScript arrays, and the w- reason that's tricky is because you've got three commas there. And so yeah. you think like, okay, that's like an array of four elements, like four empty elements. Sure. And so you only need three commas. But JavaScript, when you just put like, uh, you know, one comma, two comma, three comma into an array, it just assumes that that, that last comma is like a trailing comma. And so it doesn't like that you put there by accident. And so it doesn't try to insert like an empty element at the end of that array. That so, is unreal. So it's three. Yeah, so it, the it's three. three. The oh answer is gosh. devastatingly three. <sighs> yeah, and uh, anyway, I feel like I feel like I after reading through all the answers, I un- I weirdly understand this you know insane chaos logic that JavaScript <laughs> has, and I'd probably do pretty well uh, if I saw a different set of twenty five questions. The only complaint about this is just that you have to go through the whole quiz to see the answers. Yeah, uh, it would be way better to to see feedback immediately. Yeah. Uh, though a great little Easter egg that someone pointed out is that if you open up your console, it says, uh, hey, stop cheating. Uh, <laughs> it, it detects the change in the window size, I guess, is what people are, are thinking. Um, and interestingly, good on this guy for self, self-promoting in a funny way. He has a link to, he has, hey, stop cheating. That's in this like red block. Um, it's like styled. And then he links to, an article that he wrote about how to add CSS to your console outputs, <laughs> console.log outputs, which I had, I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, so he's a uh, good for him. This guy who made this is Jason, uh, Jacob Bergdahl. Pretty good stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, but then the other one of these kind of like single function little, you know, quiz websites is one that I think we've, we've seen before. I don't know if we were doing the podcast yet, but it's called user in your face. User interface. I love this so one. So good. Absolutely I don't know if I've incredible. ever actually walked through this one, but I did when it hit the front page uh, late last week. Yep. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so upsetting. It's like the impossible game, but full of like <laughs> basically like terrible interface design things that I've that I've totally seen like in real life. Yeah. The uh Figuring out how to choose your password took quite a while, and some yes. some of these just oh my gosh, it's just ridiculous how many horrible UI components and UI things they have here. I did not get very far into this. People are talking in the comments like, "I did it in like a mere nine minutes," <laughs> and uh, then they guess there's some some bow that comes up at the end that people are saying is like really funny. And brought a smile to their face. I have no idea what they're referring to, and I'm not going to spend nine minutes. There's like, no way I could pure torture. No way I could do that for nine minutes. It's yeah, it's horrible. My favorite thing is this fake intercom thing that's on the homepage. Yeah, where in the place where there's the down arrow to collapse it, it's an up arrow that just increases the height by like fifty <laughs> pixels every time you click it. Glorious stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. and then when you hit send to bottom, it does like. The world's slowest transition out of <laughs> yeah. out of frame. It takes like a minute to go all the way down. Ridiculous. Incredible. While we're on uh, single function web pages that are pretty sweet, I just want to throw one more in the mix, which is iPod JS. This is a uh, 
this is a recreation of the iPod user interface. It's a show HN um, from late last week that uh, feels it, it works on a laptop. It feels really good on a touchscreen device because you can scrub mm. the the iPod wheel just like you you used to be able to. Yeah. Um, but what's pretty sweet is that they have integrated it with Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> so you can actually you can log in through the through either the Spotify web version or the Apple Music web API and you can actually use this iPod in a website as an iPod to listen to any song on Apple Music or Spotify. Interesting. Which is pretty fun. That's very smart. I love that that's possible. I I don't I recently was playing with a third party uh like music player app uh, on iOS uh, that one of our friends is working on. And I didn't realize that Apple Music made it that easy. I would have expected that they would just make it incredibly hard to like uh, actually build any third party players that aren't that aren't like Apple Music, just because I just never heard of any of them. Right. Uh, yeah. But I think it turns it's out... relatively new. Last couple of years, they've opened up the API. Okay. I just went to the kind of homepage uh, for this developer who made iPod.js, Tanner uh, Villarete, and uh, he also has Apple Music.js, where you can go to it on mobile, and it's like a full replication of the uh, the Apple Music, uh, you know, app design. There are some layout issues here with the back buttons and stuff, but the transitions all seem uh, very realistic to the real thing. Even It's even got... You know, the little card at the bottom with the currently playing music. And he's got the, uh, ooh, you know what he doesn't have? The Apple Music app has those handles that, like, look like a kind of down arrow chevron uh, when they're at the top. And then when you start swiping, it goes flat. Right. And uh, this one, it just uh, it goes away. Yeah. But besides that, pretty good. This is also very much a, like, um, maybe iOS 8 or 9 kind of look and i think uh apple music has changed substantially from what this looks like i don't know about eight or nine i think it could be this, this looks this looks like what it currently looks like to me oh there's no icons in in apple music js are you sure it's uh, kind well, of like I mean, with the new bold library you know bold font on library at the headers and stuff okay that yeah that may be okay it may be a little newer because well I guess it depends on how big of a window you're making this. Okay. I don't know. Mine, this doesn't. Mine this is. Does... I I yeah. I put it on develop developer mode, so it's like iPod seven or oh, iPhone seven okay. size. Interesting. Yeah, I think it doesn't feel well. Yeah, it's got some UI elements that that are that have since been removed. So at least it's not it's not as recent, but maybe it's okay. not as far back as iOS eight or nine. Somewhere in the middle, maybe. And uh, in classic responsive design fashion. When you're on an iPhone 7, which is what I currently have, the uh, the elements go off the right side of the screen, which is not true on iOS. But I I'm just used to uh, about 20% of non-native apps just looking terrible on <laughs> even on on the iPhone 7 size screen. At this point, life is pain. Can't believe you still have an iPhone 7. 